welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time, They Might Be Giants. And I have returning to the show today, Mr. Hutch Harris, solo artist and formerly of one of my favorite bands of recent memory, The Thermals, to talk about the song Mammal off of Apollo 18. Glass of milk Standing in between extinction in the cold And explosive radiating growth So the warm blood flows through the large four-chambered heart Maintaining the very high metabolism rate they have Hutch, thanks for coming back to the show. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, the uh, dead episode is what Hutch was on previously, and we talked all about the thermals. Um, I did re-listen to it a little while ago, and I was like, man, I played a lot of the thermals, but I'm like, well, that's because I really, really like the thermals. <laughs> right. yeah, I, right. I think I played three. No, that's fine. I think I played three thermals clips, and then... Uh, but let's play another song off your solo record. Last time on the Dead episode we played, uh, I Will Try to Forget You. So this is off your... It came out uh, late November 2018. I didn't get hip to it till 2019. And you released it on um, physical CD in 2019. Right. So I went ahead and put it on my end of the year list for... This past year, 2019, because I really liked it, and I said, "Hey, you know, November 12th, I think you have a list." Of this. I'm like, "That's practically 2019, right? That's the next year." I'll just, yeah, I'll just count it in that year. Look at you releasing a record at the end of the year, sneaking it, sneaking, sneaking it past it the, in. the the you know the journalists like myself. <laughs> right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's an amazing record. Let's play the ninth track. Let's uh, let the people hear you and yesterday off of the album Only Water by Hutch Harris. Good stuff, good stuff. I good really, stuff. really yeah. dig the record. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks. That song was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Me and, uh, are you familiar with Adam and his package? Oh, yeah, that goes way back. Yes. Well, uh, Adam was on the See the Constellation episode. Uh-huh. Uh, and he recently rejoined me to talk about John Linnell's uh, solo record, State Songs, from 99. Did you ever hear State Songs? Oh, right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It just came out on vinyl for the first time for the Record Store Black Friday for its 20th anniversary. Oh, cool. So 
Adam and I talked about a few of the tracks, and there's a song called Montana. You know, they're all states. And me and Adam did a collaborative cover, and we're just finishing up the final mix. But we had recorded the episode before we finished our cover. So we're just, I'm just like, and we're going to play our cover right now. And then we're like, that was amazing. I think we haven't finished <laughs> it <hope>. yet. <laughs> it is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send that to you. We just uh, oh, cool. got the final mix. It's, it's pretty sweet. Cool. So uh, on the Dead episode, you talked all about um, how you got into They Might Be Giants. So people should go back and listen to that. I'm blanking on what number episode it was, but people can find it. It was... Um, yeah, almost a year ago. So yeah. we're here to talk about mammals. So we're going to jump right into it. And we did a song off of Flood last time. First, let me ask you, um, we may have talked about this a little bit, but what did you think of Apollo 18 uh, when you heard, you heard Flood first, right? The album? Right. Before Apollo right. 18? I heard Flood and then I got into Lincoln and I got into the earlier stuff. And then Apollo 18 is my favorite TMBG record. Same. And it, it came Same. out, I'm pretty yeah. sure I was, I was either a junior or senior in high school when it came out. And it's funny because mm-hmm. everything else I was listening to was so, you know, it was all grunge. It was just like Sonic Youth and Nirvana. But man, sure. Apollo 18, like, and then I had a big group of friends <laughs> and we all just loved that record a ton. Yeah, I think it, it, it won over some punk fans just by starting with Dig My Grave. Dude, <laughs> that that's song such is just... a great song too. Those lyrics are so good. <laughs> and Turnaround, like those lyrics too, like... There's a lot of like yep. death and murder. <laughs> I mean, there are on a lot of their records in general, but yeah. What I love is that there's all these dark lyrics told with this super like sunny attitude. <laughs> yeah. That's the bread butter, man. That's why I, I, yeah, I think you know, I gravitate towards bands like that. Um that are very have very catchy songs about very depressing things. Like yeah. me and my wife have been jamming on Frightened Rabbit a lot. Uh-huh. Are you a Frightened Rabbit fan? I don't and, know them very well. I mean, I remember them, but I don't totally know it. Right. Well, they're they're really good and we were big fans before, but uh the singer um he killed himself a right. year ago. Right. And so it like makes these dark songs even darker, but you're still just like I got to sing along with them. They're so catchy. Right. And uh I mean, it happened this year with the Purple Mountains record. It's like, man, singing along with these these dark, dark songs. Now, thank goodness they don't get dark in real life for They Might Be Giants. They're one of the most like straight-laced like a couple of dudes, as right. far as I can tell. Yeah, but like they it. like writing. They, yeah, they like writing about skulls and 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 death and yeah, um, yeah. and then mammals. So and mammals. Yeah. <laughs> this is not, not this is not one of the darker songs. It is not or, dark at all. Know. It's very sentimental, though. I think just the melody, and it's not even so much the. I mean, the lyrics are are sweet, but there's something about the melody and the delivery of mammal that is really sweet and touching. I think. Yeah, I agree, and yeah, I I love the melody, and um, in fact, I am planning. Um, so you know, I'm a. I'm a music teacher, and I have a right. fifth and sixth grade choir at two uh, choirs at both schools, and we do an Earth Day program, so and it's still a little while off, and so I'm presenting some songs. There's stuff from like the typical music teacher resources, you know, books and uh-huh. and other stuff designed designed to be like for you know fifth and sixth grade to sing. But I'm like, then there's also this song called Mammal, and last year, <laughs> last year we did uh, Roy G. Biv off of They Might Be Giants. Uh, uh, here comes science. Uh-huh. 
So they all know They Might Be Giants are my favorite band. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to push another They Might Be Giants song on you, but there's a song called Mammal. And then at the end of practice today, I had them, I'm like, all right, everybody close their eyes. We're going to vote which of these four songs did you like the best. And Mammal won by a landslide. Oh, cool. Did they say why? <laughs> like, did they say why they like it so much? You know, I think with with kids, it's, and this is something I work on in music class, is like, Trying to describe music is really difficult. Oh, yeah. It's right? ter- Yeah, it's so hard. So hard, right? You might be like, you know, like, lazy things you might throw in a review are like, well, they kind of sound like this band. They kind of sound like right, this band. Right, right. Um, but for those kids, they might not even have that kind of, like, back catalog of bands they know. You know, they're only, oh, like, course. 11 or 12, yeah, right? Yeah. So they only know the most popular stuff. So to them, I don't think they might be giant sound like anything else. I think... That's part of the allure is that like they're like this is different. Yeah, but, I mean like, that's true. It so doesn't catchy. sound like anyone else. Yeah. No, and imagine against like what they're listening to, which this is rural Indiana, so they're listening to like the most poppy modern country, like slick uh-huh. country, uh-huh. or like maybe their parents listen to like cla- like eighties classic rock kind of stuff, ACDC right. or whatever. Oh yeah. And then you you hear Mammal, and they're like, this sounds like something I could sing. You know, but it doesn't sound like a kid's song. Right. You know? But you can see why kids would like it. Right. Exactly. It's like Particle Man or, you know, uh, there's yeah. there's a ton of them. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's Particle a reason Man that went on to first, Tiny Tunes, right? I, I think Particle Man was the first TMBJ song I ever heard. I'm pretty sure. Because I remember, like, my friends, like, singing it. And I was just like... Is that a real song, <laughs> or is that just like a song <laughs> that, that you can't made be up? Real. And that because yeah. <laughs> Particle Man is on Flood, right? Is that right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. What a great song! <laughs> it is. Yeah, I've actually performed that one with a guitar club that I had at one school, and I accompanied twelve uh, sixth grade guitar players with the accordion, and we we bashed out Particle Man. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just like weaseling this like they might be giants, just like squeezing it like when, wherever I can. And but it's because kids like it. If they didn't like it, I wouldn't keep doing it. But right. there's something about this band. It's just like you know, I wouldn't do something like yeah, like turn around. You know, I wouldn't have them singing. There's yeah. a human skull on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you got to draw the line somewhere. But <laughs> there's a lot of songs that just speak to them because it's just so catchy and it's just different. Like, it sounds accessible, but not, like, kitty music. Right, right. Smart. Yeah. And I'm like, this one might be a little hard. You're going to name a lot of mammals, some that you might not even know what they yeah. are, like echidna. echidna you know. <laughs> of course, right. you go right for the yeah. echidna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's really cool looking. <laughs> Did you... <laughs> and and I showed them the video. Did you check out the video that had... So it was a um, fan video of just animals like it like spliced yeah. together animals all the yeah. animals synced up right and they loved it and then like it shows like the bat with like its teeth and they're like ah and then like they're like reacting to every part of the song like the video helped sell it as well because then right. like they raise a paw and there's the dog like shaking with its owner or oh whatever. i know it's Aww. so cute <laughs> <laughs> so it was like that just helped sell it even more yeah and then there's that funny drawn one if you watch that where it kind of it's like very diy and lovingly made you can tell like us us team bg fans are a special breed that would spend time doing something like this where they draw stick figures of or little drawings of the johns and then 
hand drawings with like marker of all these animals and the camera's kind of panning around to the other animals. I should I should give credit to the to these people. Let me see what was the YouTube username. It's really no, it's a, a really good one cuz there's no official video for that for mammal, no. right? It, it's like one of those videos no. that could be the official video cuz it's just really cool and it really like captures just like the the attitude of they might be giants really well, I think. Yeah. Yeah, this was not a single. The ones off Apollo 18 that were singles where, let me see, uh, Statue Got Me High. Was. Oh, yeah, of The course, guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, was and she, was, was, uh, she's actual size? Was that a... Uh, I feel like there's another... I don't know. Um, I mean, know, that was a fan favorite. Remember. I'm trying to think of what, what had videos. I think Electra was already... Which is crazy, because Flood so, sold so well. They didn't have nearly as many music videos for this one. Right. I mean, it was mostly from Birdhouse... Uh, in your soul i think it was just like that video was so big and just like in istanbul oh right of course i mean that was back when like one one or two songs could you know sell millions of records when records still sold yeah that that's true yeah i you know my mindset i got me i got thinking about like Stuff like Jagged Little Pill or Bush 16 Stone, where like right. half of the record is put out as a single. You're like, what? Why can I not go anywhere without hearing this record? Well, Jagged Little yeah, Pill I, I sold like only 17 two. million records, too. Oh, yeah. It's insane. It's crazy. It's yeah, you, you, you look at the track listing and you like know almost every song. because they were. It's like Def Leppard right. Hysteria. Like They were all singles. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think Apollo 18 could be pretty much all singles. Now, you wouldn't make, uh, you know, Hey Now Everybody. Well, Hey Now Everybody's pretty catchy, but you might not put Please Pass the Milk Please in right. that second song out as a single. <laughs> but to me, there's so many other singles. Fingertip just should have been a, they should have done a video for that. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did, I did episodes about uh, all of the Fingertip songs already in oh, a really? yeah. week, week long chunk. Well, I released them last um, April, April Fools. I put out an episode just about everything is catching on fire, which oh, is the so first good. one. So that people would be like, wait, there's an episode just about this one. And then I put it on an episode the next day just about the banjo fingertips and then just about I hear the one. So instead of one episode that week, I put out, uh, what is it, like 17 mini episodes or something yeah. like that. I was just being stupid, but to me, like I Palindrome I is a hit. My Evil Twin is a oh, hit. I Palindrome D- I is Dinner so Bell. Great. Yeah. Oh, Dinner Bell's so great yeah. too. Right. Yeah. That's that's one of my all time favorites. Haven't done an episode on that yet, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to give that one to ten. That is like way up there for me. And Mammal too. Mammal is just so great. So yeah, there was no official video. So back to just credit this the hand drawn one. If people want to go see it. Um, Jeez, how would you pronounce it? the Hoosierette? I wonder if they're from Indiana because it says Hoosier, but it says Hoosierette. Oh, hey, the the Hoosierette is the YouTube name, and you'll see drawings. Starts with the drawing of a glass of milk, and then the one with the live footage that I showed my kids. Let me see the YouTube user just to give them credit because it is adorable and well done. This is um, GLN. I don't know. GLN is the YouTube person so good job on that it i think it helped convince my choir and now i get to do it in a concert <laughs> and uh yeah so that's cool 
there was just on the topic of fan videos, there was uh, for the thermal song when we were live uh, from now we can see mm-hmm. we did, you know, it wasn't a single and we didn't make a video, but these kids made uh, they made a fan video in their backyard and it is amazing. It's like probably better than any video <laughs> we ever did. Oh, and also kids made uh, there was a pillar <laughs> of salt fan video too. That was just amazing where they were kind of oh. recreating the video that we had done. But the, the when official we were a live one, it was just like, it was so cool. And there was a lot of like uh, stop motion stuff, but of, of them like in their backyard kind of acting out the lyrics. And it was it's really, really cool. That's amazing. You know, I've actually shown uh, some elementary school classes, uh, some of your videos. The one, oh, cool. uh, what's what's the song off of, um, I think it's off fucking A, the one where you got a green screen behind you and you're like rolling in like a shopping cart and like a sled and like... Uh, I think that's the returning to the fold video. Oh, okay. I yes. I think that's all the green screen stuff, it's yeah. just... Like Kathy playing basketball and stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, kids aren't going to, you know, I'm not going to explain to them anything about like, you know, being like against organized religion or whatever but they you know they just they just see the video and they hear the catchy tune and they're like oh this is hilarious right they loved it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i show them that and then this is like you know if they've been really good that day or whatever they earned a party and then what right after i'll show like weezer's keep fishing video with the muppets or something like that Uh like they're on par as like really fun videos that 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 kids like yeah yeah uh Oh yeah, fan videos. I had uh, Colin Clive from Mustard Plug was on, uh-huh. and there is a fan video that has more YouTube plays than any of their official videos. I <laughs> yeah, can't remember crazy. which song it was. It's pretty awesome. It's insane. And yeah. yeah, they ended up contacting the person and putting it out on like a, a DVD compilation. Oh, cool. they yeah, did. they put the fan video on there. Yeah, so it's great. It's you just amazing. got a free video made for you. Yeah, it's great. Um, so let's let's back up real quick to listen to the Dial a Song version of Mammal because I think a lot of people probably. Haven't heard this. Did you get a chance to check that out yet? Yeah, it's cool. It's I got, it, it's a little faster or else it just sounded to me like the original, but it was just sped up like a couple BPM, <laughs> maybe. I think it's actually uh, something with the tape. Oh, yeah, yeah. I you know, think. that's so funny. I thought of that because they're probably pulling that like off the cassette. Like they're recording those on a cassette and it's going into an actual old answering machine. Is that what they're doing? Yes, and yeah, this is yeah. this is off a bootleg. Okay, so this okay. is and it's been yeah. a it's been a few episodes since I've had a song old enough to do one of these. But right. the power of dial a song, and I think is this is from the power of dial a song part 
2, uh-huh. which is a bootleg. It's not an actual compilation that They Might Be Giants put out. It is this this Power of Dallas song 2. It's an hour and 26 minutes. Yeah, it's a lot of, of the songs. Craze, the craziest shit you've ever heard. Right. It's like songs that, like, there's some weird covers in there. There's songs that never made it to an album uh-huh. or songs that were on EPs that a lot of people didn't get. There's, yeah, like, What Bothers the Spaceman? Is that, What Bothers the Spaceman? That's not on an album for sure. Is uh-huh. that a cover? I don't even know what, I don't even know what that yeah, is. Look at yeah, the song that. list. <laughs> what Bothers the Spaceman? So Mammal, yeah, at 47 minutes into The Power of Dallas Song 2. And this is just made by someone, like, throughout the years that recorded it probably holding their phone receiver they call dial a song yeah it, it sounds on like the answering it. <laughs> machine yeah it, they you're right they, they've got a tape player up to the receiver which is playing off a tape in john flansburg's brooklyn right. apartment right <laughs> so, so cool, the sound yeah. quality yeah it's like authentic lo-fi it's not like all these garage bands in like the digital recording area era that like fake lo-fi or whatever. Oh no, this is old know. school like hurt you your know. ears lo-fi. <laughs> yeah, this is for real. Like there's some history to why this sounds as gritty as it does. Right. But yeah, it sounds like Linnell sounds a bit like Chipmonkey, which makes it things yeah. like yeah, he wasn't just playing it faster. There's like a pitch shift that takes right. a little yeah. quick. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know Flansburg, the, the story is that he's been through like 12 of those answering machines and he always gets the same brand. And I actually, like he's buying vintage ones that he still uses. Wow. And I know a guy who was on an episode who's an even bigger fan than I am, puts me to shame, that actually uh, Flansburg put out something on their Tumblr like, I need a new answering machine and it has to be this one. Uh. Who can find me one? And this guy, Mike Buffington found one on the internet somewhere, ordered it, and then he lives in New York. He brought it to the They Might Be Giant show and gave it to John Wow, that's Lansburg. so nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're the They Might Be Giants fans, like I said, we're a special breed. Yeah, rabid. But, <laughs> yeah. So, but other than the tape shifting thing, the song sounds pretty fully formed. Like, it's right, not drastically right. different. Yeah, the backing yeah. vocals are all there. Yeah, yeah. It definitely sounds... That's why for a second I was like, this could almost be the original version, just like it just the pitch is, is uh, sped up. Right, right. And I don't think any of the lyrics are different. I mean, it's a shorter version, right? I thought it was. Was it the whole song? At, you oh, know, you know what? I think it was the whole song. The wiki actually has, in the chronology, it has a wiki page for uh-huh. the demo. Uh-huh. And I'm looking through it, and it looks like it's pretty much all there. Right. Yeah, so yeah, he had an idea with this one and he executed it right away and, right. It, and then it went out. on to the album. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know when this style of song, when the demo is from. I mean, you know, Apollo 18 came out in 92, but even the wiki says the dial song for the year, it has question mark. <laughs> so when the uh, wiki doesn't even right. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, because sometimes they'll sit on songs like this could be from, you know, 89 and just and they're like, ah, it just didn't go on to flood goes on to the next one and do they still uh still do dial a song now they yeah they they do um amazing they uh but a lot of it mostly it's like they use youtube but they you know they still call it dial a song Uh where they put out um like in 2018 they put out a song every wednesday in 2018 wow it's amazing 
Yeah, so they released three albums that year. They were <laughs> they wow, released crazy. I, I like fun, I like fun in January of 2018. Uh-huh. And so then some of the Wednesdays were music videos for those songs. But then they kept releasing more songs and then they got collected on uh My Murdered Remains in December uh-huh. at the end of the year and that was a d- double disc CD. Um wow. they they didn't they didn't put it on Spotify to make people buy the physical and it charted on Billboard. Oh cool. <laughs> Yeah, it was at like 20 on the rock charts or well, something, which is insane. Yeah. No. And then they also released a 10-song short album called The Escape Team, which was a collaboration with a comic book artist who's done some videos for them, and each song is about a character from that comic book. So they released in 2018 an album in January, a double-disc album in December, and then another collaborative album also in December. <laughs> that's crazy so so every wednesday so like dial a song like every week he would switch out the tape so that's the modern version of dial a song right right. every week they put out a new one they did it in 2015 too they put out three albums in 2015 glean glean phone power and then the kids album why Uh uh-huh wow (laughs) and this is they're already you know they're 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 30 years into their career and they're still doing stuff I mean, at this point, they're almost 40 years into their career. Right. But they're that far into their career, and they're still just cranking out songs. They're not coasting They're not coasting by on the old hits. No. It's crazy. Yeah, not at all. Though they are doing a flood tour this year, 30th anniversary of oh, flood. Oh, they, they are? What? They're about, they're about to announce West Coast dates, so you should keep an eye out. Oh, cool. Wow. That's, that's yeah. awesome. They sold out uh, like 25 dates like all the all the ones oh, on the sure. east coast and midwest are, they're sold out already like oh, sure. yeah that's crazy crazy now i'm looking at the chronology tab on the wiki because it has the mammal dial a song but then it has one i did not listen to this it has one that says mammal demo that was on they had a podcast back when podcasting was new they don't do it anymore but an official podcast where they would release weird demos and stuff like that yeah. and apparently there was a Different demo. It's five seconds longer. It says it's similar to the version on the album, but with tambourine backings. Glass of milk standing in between extinction in the cold and explosive radiating growth. So the warm blood flows through the large four chambered heart, maintaining the very high metabolism rate. is different okay it went to the placental the sister of her brother marsupial that part is really near the end on the album version and that one came up pretty early and then it went straight to the uh one of us might lose his hair so the placental part got shifted uh to near the end of the song when they put it on apollo uh they're the kind of band to do that have stuff so obscure that i'm like i haven't heard that version of mammal 
it's been one of my favorite songs for 25 years. Right. Never never heard that version. Uh, so let's get into um, let's get into the lyrics now. The lyrics in this one, you guessed it. It's about mammals. So, <laughs> what are your favorite parts of the the, the lyrics? Because uh, it's got some good turns of phrases and, and rhymes and such. Uh, what do you like about the lyrics of of mammal? What I like, they actually remind me. What I what I like is that I don't know how like factual a lot of the. Uh, a lot of the lyrics are like it reminds me of purple toupee where you you think you're getting a history mm-hmm. lesson but it's all just kind of turned on its head and and it's all right. really wacky <laughs> so you, you you have no idea i mean if you know history and you listen to purple toupee you're like okay that's not exactly what happened right <laughs> so i, I kind of wonder if mammal is the same if you're if uh you know like if you think you're getting like a science lesson but really it's a bunch of mumbo jumbo i don't know so you I love think that we says, need to be yeah, fact checking I well, it's someone does. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I love that it starts with glass of milk. Like that's just so. What a great first line. That right and yeah, yeah. Because I think it's confusing to people at first. Because it's like glass of milk. We're thinking of it in like a domesticated sense that you get milk from the grocery store and you drink it, but. The the really the defining characteristic of mammals is that the mothers are milk producing. Right, right. So there you go. And I'm 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 looking at the Wikipedia page Wikipedia page for mammal, <laughs> and it's from the Latin uh, mamma, which means breast. So there oh. you go. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, characterized by the presence of mammary glands, which uh, in females produce milk for feeding. They're young. Oh, yeah, mammaries. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's the define. So glass of milk. <laughs> Is it the glass of milk that's standing in between uh, extinction <laughs> and the cold and explosive radiating yep. growth? Is that what's supposed to? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because if the milk didn't sustain our, our different species, then, you know, we'd be extinct. So it's, that's right. our life, the mother's right. life-giving milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think pretty much the facts are all right in this one. It's not, I mean... When they did the kids' album, Here Comes Science, they actually had people, they, they actually hired fact checkers. Like they had a guy um, who worked, I think, at some science institute in like DC or something. They're like, make sure we're getting getting this right. If we're not, you know, help us fix it. Oh, like, that's just awesome. to make sure they weren't teaching kids wrong. But back then, I think, I think Linnell just did his homework. I mean, right. Because a lot of it is just listing mammals. But then you've got um, the monkey with no tail. I always took to mean. Humans. What, what do you What do you read? Oh, I never thought line? about that actually. But yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. <laughs> right. But then I look in the uh, the the TMB wiki. Uh, they're saying I, I still think I'm still pushing for humans. They're talking about humans, um, how we evolved, and we don't need tails. But there's apparently a tailless monkey called the Barbary Mackay. I can't even pronounce it. Um, who has a vestigial tail, which means that basically it evolved beyond a tail and it just has like this little thing. So it's a tailless monkey. Right. That, I mean, if we that came lives from in monkeys, there Africa. have to be a bunch of monkeys that, that, uh, you know, didn't have tails before us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the monkey with no tail and the, um, I've never really got the embryonic whale line other than like, is that just alluding to how, I mean, a lot of people confuse, whales as being oh they're fish like no you know kids 
we'll think of anything in the ocean as you know a fish or whatever right but dolphins and and whales are mammals so the embryonic whale just saying how you know like most fish lay eggs is it just kind of saying like okay whales too you're an embryo you know in your your mother's womb i mean i always thought it was kind of a weird line like the embryonic whale just like why did he throw that in there it's really interesting because maybe uh, maybe he thought it was that he was starting. You would start with the largest mammal, um, mm-hmm. but then it's the embryonic whale, so it's kind of the smallest version of the largest mammal. Ah, yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. that would make sense if the monkey with no tail is us, because it's kind of like from the yeah from the kind of biggest, most different from us mammal to us who you know lives on land and lives in a house and we're so different from all the other mammals yeah yeah I, yeah i like that take that that seems like good reasoning there the biggest to you know we're not the smallest mammal but we're a lot smaller than a whale <laughs> right and we're the most removed from the rest of them except dogs <laughs> cats yeah, <laughs> that that's a whole other thing. The breeding of dogs, how many different breeds of dogs we have coming from wolves—that's just insane. It's so crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have any? Do you have any dogs? I do. I have a dog, and I only got him a couple months ago. So I've been reading oh. a lot about dogs, and I've been reading just recently about extinct dogs and looking up dogs that just don't yeah. exist anymore because they were bred. Uh, you know, they were crossbred with so many other dogs. And going back to, like, old Roman times, and I saw, like, old, like, looking at pictures of old statues of dogs, you know, from thousands of years ago, and they look amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it is really, really cool how, I mean, it's just so great how people have loved dogs and cats just probably, you know, since since they were domesticated or since they were, you know, since they knew of each other. Um now I want to know the people that they they came from wolves. So like, who were the first people that are like, I'm going to tame a wolf? Right. <laughs> I mean, those right. are some ballsy people. <laughs> well, you think it's the way breeding works like that? You they found one that was just mellow or calm for some reason. They found the one that was the most mellow and the most friendly. Yeah. They said, okay, mm-hmm. if we can find one other like this that's the opposite sex, <laughs> then we can start making <laughs> we can make yeah. more of these. <laughs> now let's let's make it do it with this smaller one. See if we can get some smaller wolves. I mean, it's it's insane. What kind of what kind of dog did you get? I have a great dog. He is a uh, he's like a pit boxer, and we think plot hound. Uh, but Ooh. he kind of looks like he's a brindle, so he's really oh, pretty cute. Um, yeah, I'll yeah. send you a picture. Um, but I've been the more I research, I keep finding other dogs. There's this dog called the Tennessee Treeing Brindle, which I hadn't heard of, but <laughs> looks very much like him. Um, so what he basically looks kind of like a pit, like a brindle pit, but with big hound ears. Oh, I used to have a beagle. I love those hound ears. Oh yeah, me too. Love it. They're just soft. Yeah. They're like suede. And you can just, oh, I know, you know, I know. They're so play with them. Yeah, yeah. And I, he's only five <laughs> months. I got him when he was just three months. So yeah, he's very soft and cute. Oh. My my puppy is is cute, but very very high energy. Like what kind? Is, yeah, I'm. Well, okay. So we did a, a. We knew that her. I mean, she came from a rescue, but we knew that her mom had actually been the rescue, and then they found out she was pregnant. Uh-huh. So it was the the rare occurrence that we could get a brand new eight week old puppy. Uh, from a rescue because her right. mom was the rescue and her mom was an Australian shepherd. 
um, some some farmer's dog, and the farmer didn't want her anymore. And so they don't know, you know, it was some stray dog or some neighborhood dog running around that, um, you know, <laughs> knocked her up. And oh, yeah. so we did a yeah. d- we did a DNA test, and s- so she's about the size of an Australian Shepherd of her mom, uh-huh. but but she's also got German Shepherd, and she actually looks more like a German Shepherd with p- pointy up ears and the coloring, uh, and also part lab, and then a percentage that is just mixed and they don't know. So right, dad right. was clearly very much a mutt. And then mom was an Australian shepherd. So she's about the size of an Australian shepherd. Um, the ears and coloring of a German shepherd and actually like a lab coat, like German shepherds are a little more fluffy, but she's got that like right. water dog coat, that slick oh, coat. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh but she's, I mean, she's two, two and a half now and we've done so many classes. We've done private lessons. She is just really intense. Oh, really? <laughs> but she's good. She's, she's good around our baby though. That's, that's like, yeah, oh, that's the, good. The, the member of our family that she treats the best is the baby, not us. Oh, that's good. And where did you go yeah. for the DNA test? Um, we did two years ago. I'd have to look. I, I think we we didn't get the most expensive one. Maybe if we did, uh, they would have been able to tell us what those mixed breeds, unknown unknown breeds are. But right, right, <laughs> yeah. But uh, she is great with the baby. The baby coming along, and um, our daughter. She's she's uh, sixteen months old, and she can actually like give the dog treats because we the one thing that she did get trained well in was taking treats softly. You know, like not like snapping. Uh-huh. A treat out of your hand, right? So, like, we can give the baby a treat, and so the, no wonder the dog loves her. You know, we'll give the baby a treat, and she'll go, ah, she'll hold it out, and then Leela will take it from her gently, and it's, uh, oh, it's adorable. Cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank goodness. But our dog terrorizes our two cats, and it's just a whole thing. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> it's just that sheep dog, right? They're just, like, all that energy. I think. Yeah. And, like, we take her to the dog park. People ask if she's part greyhound, because she just tears ass like through the place like when she turns it on it's like it's pretty unbelievable to watch and she can jump up and kiss people on the face like i had a friend here who's six five and from flat ground she just jumps up and licks him on the face wow (laughs) yeah and (laughs) for people that are easily scared they're like no she just wants to she just wants to kiss you (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) anywho yeah dogs are great that's a pretty oh yeah the best crazy crazy you know partnership between humans and uh, uh, uh another mammal species I to know, it's create all thing. these breeds yeah. yeah it's it's incredible and um so then i was looking so you're talking about you know we fact check stuff really there's there's only a couple things that i so we know you know marsupials we're talking about um do marsupials entirely live in australia am i remembering that right from school that's what I thought, but now I don't know. Like, aren't there like platypuses like here? <laughs> I don't know. You guys, someone has well, to look it up. Other or... than in zoos, I don't know. Uh, I mean, platypuses. Okay, hold on. I found a platypus in monotremes because it mentions in the lyrics. It says, um, "Plus, until the sister of her brother marsupial, their cousin called monotreme." So monotremes, it looks like live in Australia too, because uh, okay. the plat- platypus and the echidna. Are both monotremes. Right. Mar- marsupials, we got kangaroos. We've got, uh, let's see, what else are we looking at here? Mm. Close to 70% of the species are in Australia. Uh-huh. So most of them. Yeah. 
And then there are some found in South America and Central America. Oh, okay. That's marsupials. But not really North America. That's okay. marsupials, yes, yes. And, yeah, what, I mean, what makes a marsupial? It's it's the pouch, I think. Well, I think it's they lay eggs as well, right? It's like a mammal that lays eggs. Let me see. Uh, marsupials, let's see. Distinctive characteristic common to these species that most of the young are carried in a pouch. Um, well-known marsupials, kangaroos, wallabies, koalas, opossums. Okay, so it said there was one species in North America. So opossums, we have those. Those are marsupials. I did not know that. No, I don't know. Do Wombats, that. Tasmanian devils. Um, I'm. Uh, they give birth to relatively underdeveloped young that reside in a pouch. So not eggs, but like it sounds like they're okay. not quite ready. They're not quite. They don't go out on their own immediately. Like a deer can almost walk like right away. They have to kind of keep growing in this pouch of the the mother. Right. That's crazy. But the platypus okay, so lays eggs, right? Maybe I'm just thinking of the platypus. Well, let's see. The monotremes are with three living mammals along with the placentals. Okay, I thought that just referred to a placenta when a, when a when it's born, but apparently that's a subdivision of mammals is placenta placentalia. Man, we're getting scientific yeah. here. Yeah, we're learning a lot. Placentals are partly distinguished from other mammals in that the fetus is carried in the uterus of its mother to a relatively late stage of development. So I guess they develop more than humans, uh, you know, because we come out, we're pretty helpless, right? Uh-huh. Um, they, yeah, and the fetuses nourish on the placenta. There you go. <laughs> and then there's those weird humans that will eat the placenta. The <laughs> yep, yep. That's just gross. Uh, so, yeah, so <laughs> then the, the monotremes... The platypus, the echidna, uh, mostly found in Australia and New Guinea. So what makes them? They're typified by structural differences in their brains, jaws, digestive tract, reproductive tract, and other body parts. In addition, they lay eggs. You are correct, sir. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, the, right the monotreme. So the, so the platypus, and I guess the, the echidna lays eggs? It looks like a hedgehog. I know. It's so cute. Egg. Yeah. It is very cute. Yes. So, but they still are nursed with milk. So, unlike other egg laying, other egg babies, I guess their moms don't give them milk. They eat whatever else, right? So, uh-huh. okay. So that's why they're still mammals. Okay. And then we got the one more, the Allotheria, which it says the the dead uncle Allotheria. Um, why is it extinct? I yes, yes. Allotheria meaning other other beasts from Greek. That's cool. Other beasts is an extinct branch of uh, Mesozoic mammals, and the important characteristic was they had lower uh, molariform teeth in two rows. Let's see, two longitudinal rows. Jeez, and it's all these animals you haven't heard of because they're extinct. You got the they're all like weirdly named. They've it sounds like maybe they've been extinct like long before humans. Like this is right. something like way way back. But they were first identified as existing in 1880. Someone found, they were finding fossils of animals. They're like, this isn't, you know, these are mammals, but they're not anything that still exists. Uh-huh. Hmm. Hmm. So that's the dead uncle. So those, that's, that's <laughs> the hard uncle, part yeah. of the song. That's the, the choir is going to be like, what do all these mean? And now I can tell them. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the, the placental marsupial and the monotreme, those still exist. 
and Aletheria, not so much. Yeah, that's what I'd always <laughs> assume. Dead Uncle to me, it was extinct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I like in the 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 fan video with the drawings. It has a little gravestone. <laughs> oh yeah, oh poor Dead Uncle. Yeah. Oh, poor Aletheria. Uh, so I want to uh, drop in a clip of this one live performance because especially stuff from the duo era, I always like to check out videos. I mean, I've seen them live a few times, but like watch a video and hear a clip of uh-huh. the full band playing songs from the duo era. Did you get to check this one? Oh, out? yeah, that was great. And this video is by Peter, who uh, has been on an episode about Unrelated Thing off of John Henry. Um, oh, cool. Peter, Peter Grish, and he recorded this in the Walter E. Washington Convention Center in Washington, D.C. And um, it sounds great with the live band. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it sounds really good. Yeah. It's about this. Everybody together. Come on. Keep it going for the men. For a bunch of mammals, I do not hear an enthusiastic response. so great. That's right. You, you won't you're, believe you're, you're going to get you're sick gonna be tired of, of how great mammals you're are. You're going to be sick of mammals. <laughs> All right, here we go. a big part like marty beller the current drummer he does a great job um you know he makes sure to stay kind of true to the original drum track but not sound like a machine you know he adds in little flourishes and um i think he might be using big soft mallets on this i'm just gonna take a look Uh, through this uh real quick i believe he plays it with like two you know like timpani mallets on the tongs Uh and stuff i can't really see him in this video but I believe I saw in another video. Oh yeah, there he is. He's playing with with two big like they're probably more like bass drum mallets or marching bass drum mallets or something. And then Danny Weinkoff, the bass player, like he's all over the neck, like way up and stuff. He really adds a lot of cool, um, like almost more like counter melodies or anything, like cool little bass parts that are not in the original. Uh huh. Good stuff. Are we ready to move to covers? Sure. Sure. Yes. And both uh both you and I have done covers of this song. So I think we should probably go first. I mean, right? We're uh, we're, we're doing this thing here. So, um why don't you uh intro your mammal cover? Tell us tell us a little bit about that and how you arranged it for uh, acoustic guitar. Uh let's see. I I think I recover I I covered this song about a year ago when uh 
Francis Quinlan and I played a show in LA and we covered uh, Dead, the TMBG song. And then just as mm-hmm. I was learning that song, I uh, I learned or at least tried to learn a few others too. Um, and there was one show where I played Mammal and it was good because I had a bunch of friends in the audience and so they were singing all the backups. Um, nice. Yeah, so I just recorded that at my home, yeah, about a year ago. Glass of milk Standing in between extinction And the cold and explosive radiating growth So the warm blood flows Through the large four chamber heart Maintaining the very high metabolism rate covering tmbg songs because it's right in my range usually and uh yeah it's kind of how i the the style i kind of sing in anyway so it's really easy for me to kind of slide in there yeah yeah same here and i think it's probably i I think it may be because of they might be giants growing up listening to so many singers that a lot of people would call nasal, right? And I think we talked yep. a little bit about this last time. <laughs> I, you know, I I came up listening to They Might Be Giants in addition to like the Mountain Goats, the Weaker Thans, like oh, all yeah. these singers that people oh, yeah. might use that as a descriptor, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think that like became my rock music singing voice. I don't know. Right. I've had students tell me, student, actually, yeah, uh, when I played it for my other school choir, one of the kids was like, is that you singing? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like no but i wish it was no <laughs> said yeah well let's sing it together yeah i really like what you did with it i mean the stripped down nature but like being that it's a song written by the keyboard player of the band and i think we, we discussed this a little bit last time with dead 
because you've another one written by Linnell that you've played on guitar. Right. A lot of times it makes you really be creative because it's stuff that's set up to play with two hands on piano keys. Yeah. Dead was a lot trickier for me. Okay. So Mammal not as much, but... Mammal, yeah, it was more straightforward. Yeah, yeah. So then I learned it to do it um, with... I've actually already done a performance of Mammal with first graders. Now for them, we... um, well, I mean, I wouldn't say we dumbed it down, but it, some of it was pretty hard for first graders. Uh-huh. But we did our version of it, and I accompanied them on my upright piano in my uh, music room. And so I learned how to play it on piano. And if you look at it with a guitar brain, you're like, what, you know, what's going on here? But if you look at it like your left hand walking down while your right hand might be staying doing some chords the same while your left hand walks down, you're like, okay, that makes sense. It's right. It's written by a keyboardist, right? If you're just looking at the chords, it has like, you know, all those slash chords where it's like A slash G and you're like, Oh, what? I know. That was like, why would you that. play that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, why would you do that? And you're like, oh, it's just walking There's down the bass. Piano. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Right. You got two hands, right? You got the melodic hand and the, the bass hand. So yeah, the guitars are a little disadvantaged with, with, with that thing, you know, <laughs> playing Two yeah. things at once is a little trickier unless you're a really good finger-picking guy, which I am not. Neither one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So learning it on piano, well, it, it took a minute, but then um, I really got to like it because the um, when it gets to the part... Um, what lyric am I thinking of? Well, really, the mammal, their names are called. It starts going... Like, it just keeps climbing and climbing and climbing. Oh, uh, yeah. And then it drops a little bit. And it's climbing, climbing, climbing. And it's the kind of thing that, like, you can visualize on a keyboard where, I mean, there's stuff like, you know, when you're playing guitar, you can look at, like, you're playing in the box pentatonic scales or things that you can tell just by looking at your hand, you know, how the chords are related. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, like if you're playing, like, the Ramones, you you pretty much can guess where the next chord's going to go on. Absolutely, the- yeah. <laughs> Where, yeah, whereas like on the learning the, the, the piano, you can see like the bass walking down, you can see how far apart the notes are. So that made it kind of click in my brain a little bit. Once I got over like the initial kind of how many damn chords are in this song, right? then it, it, it made more sense when I was switched to, to piano brain because I typically will, my initial thing is looking at like a guitarist. And I was like, what? <laughs> but yeah. then I figured it out. Also did it at the the very first live episode of this might be a podcast we covered the song don't let's start and that was the episode and then afterwards there was a whole musical tribute with me and a whole bunch of my friends and me and my wife cara did mammal i played piano and she did uh the backing vocals we both did vocals so i'm gonna drop that in right here cool hey muffin is there anything i need to know about turning this bad boy la 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 not plugged in? No! That's a key. No, it's, no, it's not. 
Yes. Nick here is doing an amazing job of keeping up with all of the nonsense going on. So let's hear for Nick for running sound. There's a lot of chords going every direction. All right, you're about to get educated. This song is called Mammal. Mammal. Glass of milk, standing in between extinction and the cold and explosive radiating growth. So the warm blood flows through the large four-chambered heart. and it was like late at night after we recorded a whole episode and then there was like 15 They Might Be Giants covers with various people. It was late and I was and I did not play it perfectly, but it was fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's move on to some of these other covers. Um, we've got one by my friend uh, Gerwin, and these are all people that I've found through the TMBG universe. Uh, Gerwin Kramer uh, likes to collaborate with people. I've collaborated with him before. Um, and we've got, so the YouTube channel is just called Join Us, which is a name of, uh, also a very good They Might Be Giants album. And Mammal, it's sung by someone named Aru, who I forgot to ask what their last name is, but Gerwin Kramer does synths, backing vocals, and then this Aru does, uh, the main vocals. So, um, I'm going to drop a clip of that in here. Glass of milk. Standing in between extinction and the cold and explosive radiating growth. So the warm blood flows through the large four chambered heart. Maintaining the very high metabolism rate they have. Mammal, mammal, their names are called. They raise a paw, the bat, the cat. Dolphin and dog, koala bear and hawk One of us might lose his hair But you're reminded that it once was there From the embryonic whale To the monkey with no tail the warm blood flows with the red blood cells. So this one's cool. It's really mellow. It's it's not super different uh, from the from the original. Synth synth drums mm-hmm. and vocals, right? I don't think on the original there's not. Yep. Yeah, and that's another thing I like about Mammal. The original is just how simple uh, the arrangement is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's one thing I kind of. Uh, look up to with, with with them like their arrangement of songs it's always what treats the song best it's not like because i'll find songs like oh when we talked about dead like flansburg isn't on that track you know oh right he could yeah. have he could have been like well hey i'm part of the band i'm 50 percent of this band i'm gonna lay a guitar track on here but they they look at it like from a song to song what's best for the song right, what the song needs yeah and for that like piano and vocals you know, and for Mammal, I mean, let's uh, on the credits on this. I mean, there is 
guitar on this one. It's just listed as uh, keyboard John Linnell, guitar John Flansburg, lead vocal uh, John Linnell. So, and they they never we never really know who programs the drum machine. Yeah, I think it might be more. I think it might be more Flansburg. That's what I've heard tell, but I I can't say for sure. Uh huh. I mean. It was a John Linnell song, so maybe he did the drum machine because it was his song he wrote. I don't know. But <laughs> I would yeah. assume, yeah. So that cover is very, uh, I find it very soothing, uh-huh. that cover there. Because I find Aru's voice to be pretty pretty calming. And then there's like a cool, um, I was talking to German about the synths that he used. And it, it's all MIDI, but he has some like pretty cool, you know, uh, emulators and stuff. Like there's a lead that comes in that's like a. One of the Moogs that's a Moog emulator or something. That sounds pretty cool. Um, so kudos to those two on that. Let's check out the next one. It's by a band called Monster Bad. Glass of milk standing in between extinction in the cold and explosive radiating growth. So the warm blood flows through the large four-chambered heart. faithful to the original yeah so this one is also very yeah it's very faithful the the or it's a little more of an organy sound uh it's a little mm-hmm. more organy less synthy uh but yeah yeah it is very uh it does sound very faithful to the original yes now the next one is by a guy who is like all over the podcast this guy daryl till his youtube channel is astral b i found him very early on and in fact we played his cover on the dead episode as well because he is a pianist uh very good pianist he's he's very modest and and says like oh i just play everything fast because i'm not that good i'm like dude you are good all his he his youtube channel is just full of they might be giants piano covers and so why don't you give a listen to his I love videos like this because I it shows you exactly how to play the song. <laughs> right, right. I know, I'm just watching his fingers flying around like this makes me makes my piano cover look like a pile of shit. <laughs> it's it's just, yeah, like... I, I'm I'm going to try it later. <laughs> I have a piano here, and uh, yeah, mine's not going to look like that either. Does, are all you, his like, videos my... <laughs> like this where he like just aims the camera at his uh, at his hands? Yep, that's great. Yep, I love it. It's Though very, there are he did. Uh, yeah, he did at one point do uh, like a truly they might be giants like live set at some must have been some local bar. He's in England. He uh, played accordion and had a friend that played guitar, and then they had a backing track. So like straight up like true duo era they might be giants style uh, uh-huh. cover set. And oh, so cool. he he plays the accordion as well. But yeah, his piano videos it's just on his hands, 
And like the left hand, I pretty much do the left hand because that wa- those walking lines I talked about are pretty crucial to the song. Yeah. But like wh- while singing, I cannot be doing the right hand stuff that he's doing. Yeah, he's doing all those little counter, yeah. counter melodies and stuff. Yeah. It's great. But yeah, Daryl, nice job again. Uh, he's been on a ton of episodes. Oh, cool. So then let's go to the next one. Noah Daniel, I actually just got to um, talking to online. He is in Germany. And uh, so this is listed as, on SoundCloud, um, Takahiro24. He is he's German, but I believe he, he must study Japanese culture or something. I don't know. He likes Japanese stuff. Check that out. really simple because it's accordion yeah 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 very fitting i love the the icon for this song it's just a it's like a page from a textbook of mammals yeah (laughs) yeah very cool and yeah he has it listed as mammal parentheses one take cover so uh, he was just like you know i and i i I totally get that where you learn a new song you learn a new song on guitar because you really like the song or you learn a new song on piano and you're like, well, I'm not going to like go and play this live, but you know, let's just record it and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. just get it down. Like I was that's how my version yeah. was. It was just I'm learning this, I might as well do a quick uh quick recording of it. Yeah. Mhm. Now, uh I'm not going to preface this one at all for you, but the link I just have on right next to it. Go ahead and click on that one. That is great. Can we just talk about how awesome this kid's shirt is, too? Yeah. <laughs> His awesome dinosaur playing uh, yeah. electric guitar. And, uh, yeah, it's like the dinosaur is wearing clothes. I mean, it's like a, I don't know, a raptor, a T-Rex, or one of those carnivores, and it's wearing jeans and chucks. Like chucks, and, yeah. Uh, and a, <laughs> Yeah, and and white shirt and a white shirt and it's playing the electric guitar, and I'm also digging the pink pants. It's like the orange and pink. It's just it's a bold color uh, combo. So <laughs> this kid's got uh, got some personality for being like I don't know, was it like three to four? Couldn't and he's learning he's learning echidna at a very young age. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was waiting for that to be a little mispronounced, but it, it pretty much got it. <laughs> so that that's if people want to find that it's a 17 second uh just, just the chorus of it ted halleck must be his dad uh so uh check that out it only has 37 views and i just gave it its second like <laughs> <laughs> i just thought that was too too adorable to pass up and um let's see we're at about an hour here. I, I had the one more a uke cover if t- if there's time. Do you want to hear a uke color cover or just uh, move along to it? Yeah, no, I got movie? time. All right. Click over to that uke cover. And this is 
the YouTube user, let's see, Brian uh, Padeci, I'm thinking that's how you pronounce it, P-E-D-A-C-I, Brian Padeci or Padeci. And it says season 218 of the ukulele wildlife songs. I'm not sure there's some sort of ukulele. I mean, there's like this ukulele underground.com I've heard about before. Uh-huh. Ukulele seasons of the ukulele contests. I don't know. Some crazy like ukulele club thing. And so he's doing uh, apparently the theme is wildlife songs. So he did mammals. So let's check out Brian's cover on mammal. Glass of milk. Standing in between extinction in the cold and explosive radiating growth. Through the warm blood flows through the large four-chambered heart. Maintaining the very high metabolism rate they have. Mammal, mammal, their names are called. They raise a paw, the bat, the cat, dolphin and dog, koala bear and hog. That's good. I, I like this. It's uh, he has a nice voice. Yeah, it's very uh, smooth. Yeah, it's not it's like our nasal voice. Like <laughs> the ukulele, like the Hawaiian style of uke singing. Yeah, and he's got the uh, the, the subdued, but yet still a Hawaiian type floral shirt on to match. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Very fitting. And I get around okay on the ukulele, but he's getting around like you could tell like ukulele is like his thing. It looks like he has like, a slightly you know, larger it looks larger than ones I've I'm thinking of, I think. I think I it's know. I've got a tenor. Yeah. I've got a tenor uh-huh. uke and that's what it looks like to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. I like tenor, it. Yeah. yeah. There's also so it goes soprano and then concert ukulele, I believe is in the middle, and then tenor. Uh-huh. And there are bass ukuleles that almost just look like smaller <laughs> guitars with uh-huh. four strings, but yeah, you could tell Yuke is really his thing because, like, you know, us guitarists, we're like, oh, yeah, give me that bass. I can play bass. You know, <laughs> give me that give me that mandolin or whatever. You know, like, I can do chord formations. But, like, you could tell he's really a ukulele player. You know, maybe he plays guitar or whatever, but he's not, like, half-assing it like I do on the ukulele. Right. Yeah. I mean, four strings, you got it's, it's a different It's a different machine. Yeah. Yeah, I've ta- I've taught it to kids a lot, but I'm not getting to those chords that he's doing. You know, that's right. Not, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> above that level, right? right? Yeah, we're to the final part of the episode where I will require you to score this song one to ten with decimals if needed. How would you score? Uh, I'm trying to remember what you scored. Dead. To give that a. I'm sure it was Ten. high. Are we like scoring <laughs> yeah. it in the like just relative in the pantheon of they might be giants? Songs? Yes, I would. So, like, it, if dead was yeah. if dead happens to be a ten for you, you know, where does this hit? You know, against that. Well, for me, like, I think the statue got me high is is ten. I think I think that's what I would declare like my favorite or like the best TMBG song. So I think Mammal would probably be like a nine point five. All right, nice. Yeah, I yeah, I I think actually yeah, you mentioned that as your favorite song on the yeah, last sure one. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> Statue Got Me High, and you've seen the music video for Statue Got Me High, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just making sure that's a great one. Well, I remember that uh, coming out the, and thinking this will be another massive single, the way like Birdhouse in Your Soul was, and it just wasn't. I don't know the timing; it just wasn't as huge yeah, as you yeah. know the previous record. But I was like, wow, people are crazy. This is like the best song ever. 
<laughs> you know, and I don't know. I mean, to me, I'm I'm a little bit younger than you, and I grew up in the Midwest. While you were in the Northwest, right? What uh, the only thing that came to my mind is that flood is pre Nevermind, and Apollo Teen is post Nevermind. Right. Everything was different. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, maybe that was it. Like people were like. I mean, but the statue got me high rocks. I mean, it's. I mean, it's a it's a rocker. I don't know, but it's not. It smells like Teen Spirit. I don't know. Right. I mean, maybe if they would have had like a live band on the record, and it would have been a little heavier. I mean, I just think even like Flood being such a hit is kind of a fluke itself. Like it's so quirky and different than anything else ever. Like it's it's amazing. I mean, I obviously think it's great, but I do think it's crazy that it was as commercial commercially successful as it was it's amazing i mean it's their only record that went platinum and then all of their gold records are their kids records <laughs> right that's amazing it's pretty rad though yeah you know it was a good uh good career move for them for sure and and thankfully they didn't stop making adult albums in between all those so right um so let's see you gave it a 9.5 i this i love this one and we, yeah, Apollo 18 is our both of our favorite albums. Yeah, I'm gonna go nine point five. I love it. Great, fantastic. Okay, so um, people should go uh, check out your album. It is I uh, closed the tab. It's hutchharris.bandcamp.com to listen yes. to or order the CD. Yep. Is there anywhere else they should go? Any other websites um, or things like that? I mean, like it's on all the streaming sites, but I prefer Bandcamp, and I send people to Bandcamp. Agreed. Bandcamp yeah. is good. Yeah. Yes, it's more focused on the artists, and we have more control over it. And Absolutely. Such. And the money, yeah, everything about it. And I'm going to be putting more stuff on Bandcamp this year. I'm going to be Great. doing like a compilation of like old stuff. And then I'm going to do a new record, I think. I'll probably have like a new record in July or August. Oh, amazing. Nice. And yeah. you're going to do everything yourself again? Absolutely. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. Do you have any dates coming up or anything that you want to mention any live live dates or anything nope i have no shows i'm just focusing on recording very cool all right yeah that, that's that's a good feeling sitting down oh, blank bad. slate record some drums record some bass record some yep. guitar yep good good times all right hutch thanks so much for uh coming back on the show uh that was a blast yeah thanks so much for having me greg of course and um, yeah, if uh, you want to do another one, I'm I'm all about it. But we'll uh, you know after you get your record out, then uh, you could promote that record on the next yeah, episode. Come on, that'd be a good that? time. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good all time. right, man. Thanks a lot. Okay, cool. Thanks so much, Greg. People can find the podcast at Twitter is at this might be a pod, Facebook.com slash this might be a podcast. You can email me at this might be a pod at Gmail. You can leave me voicemails at 224-801-2930. You can find me on Patreon, patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. If you want to get some merch in here, bonus episodes, and I think that'll do it. Koala bear and hog Lost and the sister of her brother marsupial Their cousin called Mar-